Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's Let's start start with with Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. A lady wrote me months ago, and within an email, she wanted me to convince her of the reality of the afterlife. She did not want to listen to the show. She did not want to read a free copy of my book. But within this email, she wanted me to convince her. So believe it or not, I tried to give her what I knew in an email. And it was rather lengthy, as you can imagine. She wrote back, and she just didn't buy it. Well, I knew that deep down inside. We can't just have one conversation and that you get it all. I truly believe that learning about the afterlife is part of a spiritual journey that we all go on. You know, when we were kids, we didn't care about learning about the afterlife. However, we get to a certain age and we start questioning the nature of reality. If we do have a loved one die or a pet, it's really profound, or it can be. The more we love, the more it hurts. Did they go on? There is a pine tree that grows many parts of the world, and the only way it can reproduce is under the heat of intense forest fires. The pine cones drop to the ground, and when this intense temperature hits the area and everything is burned to a crisp, Well, not everything. Those really high temperatures make the pine cone burst open and allow new growth. And I believe for some of us, it is the intense pain of grief that can crack us open and have us start looking for answers. The evidence of the afterlife and believing in the afterlife is part of a journey we go on. It's building a relationship with our soul with the folks in the unseen world, with our loved ones, getting signs, doing research. I wish I could have given her what she wanted in that email, but I couldn't. On this episode today, I want to share 
more afterlife stories. And they're all short. They're not from people who have written books. They are not from people who talk on big stages. They're from regular people. Some of the best stories I get are actually on YouTube. Many people have videos about their near-death experiences or hospice workers talking about people seeing loved ones at the end of their life, helping them cross into the afterlife. And so every so often, just to make myself feel good and hear these stories, I'll read them in the comments under YouTube videos. Many of these stories made me smile today. And even though I have been on this adventure, this discovery of the afterlife, I still wake up in the morning as a human being with my own fear and struggles and issues and a big to-do list. And I forget that we are souls having a human experience. So I think it's important, whether listening to the show or doing your own research or being on your own spiritual journey, it's important to have something regular in your life. And maybe you have some books by your bedside that you're reading a chapter every night or something. But all of those are reminders that we all need to remember who we are. So I'm just going to share some short stories. That's all I'm going to do on this episode. And you let me know if you like, did they make a difference? Remember, you can always email me, sandrachamplain at gmail.com, and I will get back to you. So let's listen to some stories. First, our last episode, 91, was on for the love of pets and animals in the afterlife. And these just kind of touched my heart. This is from Catherine. My mom looked out the window of her hospice room, and she said she saw all the dogs she had during her entire life, from the time she was a child, playing outside in the courtyard. She looked so happy and smiled. And then she passed away. And from Lorraine, my father's face lit up as he was dying, and he pointed to a dog he had when he was little. And then he saw his mom and dad with this little dog. He was smiling so much, and he was so excited, and asked us if we could see them. We pretended that we could. It gave us great comfort, and then he passed away. And this one from Susan. I have heard of near-death experiences from people who saw their childhood dogs. One guy saw his cat, and he's happy to know that he will get to play with her again. Another lady said animals and dogs were all over the place, playing in colorful fields. And she said she doesn't even like dogs, but there they are. When my little dog died at 17, I was ready to jump out of a window. I was so sad. But about a week after she died, she came back to visit me in a dream as clear as day. It was so real that I bent down and picked her up. And then I noticed my dad, who had suddenly died a year earlier. I said, Daddy, look, Spike is back. She's back. When I woke up, I felt the happiest I had in a very long time. Many of us realize that grief can take us to such a dark place that it is common for some people to think about taking their own life. Please be sure to listen to the end of episode 91 when I talk about grief. 
Grief can do some very painful things to us. And it's all the depletion of all the healthy neurotransmitters going through us. It can bring us to a very deep, dark, and dangerous place. If you haven't yet heard chapter 10 of my book, please be sure to get a free copy of it at the store at wedontdie.com. Find the audiobook, We Don't Die, use coupon code FREE. And it's important to know just some of the automatic thoughts that happen with us because of the grieving process. So here's another one. My father passed in 1983. He was the most important person to me. And the grief I was experiencing was, I think, slowly killing me. I was in a complete daze for several days. I could tell that my health was declining rapidly. One night I was in bed and sobbing so bad I could barely breathe. I had thoughts of ending my own life. In my dream, I was awakened by my dad as he walked through a wall and into my room. He stood there smiling. He looked exactly as he did in his 30s. He told me that I had to stop this foolishness about killing myself because it was not yet my time. He told me to look at him, to see that he was just fine. I have never had a dream that vivid before or since. He said goodbye and walked back through the wall and he was gone. I immediately woke up and was calm from that moment. I do believe he was there and sent to deliver that message to me. Hey, before I continue with these stories, I just want to share with you some good news. I had pressed the pause button while I was recording to find another story and up popped an email. And I don't know if you're like me, but when a text comes through or email comes through, sometimes we drop everything and we check. Well, I just did. And it was an email from Gaia TV. Now it was, oh my gosh, back in October 2021, where they flew me to their studio in Colorado. I had an opportunity to record a television show with George Norrie. Of course, he's the host of Coast to Coast AM for their Beyond Belief television show. So even though it's so many months later, I just got the email welcoming me to Gaia TV family and that The show is called Planes of Reality Beyond Death. It is season 19, episode 14, and it's now available to stream on demand. So if you're a Gaia user, you can go to Gaia.com, G-A-I-A.com, or if you're not a user, they give you a free subscription for a week. And after the week, if you want to continue, it's $12 a month and I think $100 for a year. But Gaia is one of those, I call it like a spiritual Netflix that has so much. They say they have over 8,000 different shows and movies and classes and things. Anyways, I just want to share that with you. You're the first to hear. I haven't watched the episode yet, you know. I don't know if you're like me, but it's kind of hard to see yourself on television or on a video or sometimes in pictures and sometimes listen because you say, do I really look like that? Do I really sound like that? What I do remember from the episode is the folks at Gaia were so great 
And they were so generous and they really took care of me so that I'd feel comfortable. And of course, George Norrie is a wonderful host. I had this experience of being in the zone. They asked me a whole bunch of questions that George could ask me ahead of time. And of course, he didn't ask me any of them. He just asked what he wanted to ask. So I had to be really present and in the moment. And I tell you what, it flew by and I was so present that I'm not even sure what I said. So if you want to check it out, I'd love it if you saw it. and Let me know what you think. And I'm also going to check it out. If you're not part of our Facebook group yet, I just want to let you know, if you go to wedontdie.com, click on Facebook group. That's a great place to meet others and talk to me and share, or you can email me. Simple as that. Thank you for letting me share that. I'm excited. I really am. It's a big deal. So we're going to go into the break, and then I promise you I will tell you more stories, and I won't be sidetracked and take breaks and check my email and things like that. I promise. But you know, they call it bright, shiny object syndrome. Sometimes we human beings just get so excited. We have to stop and pay attention. (laughs) So we'll be right back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I think I'm titling this episode More Stories. Just simple, short stories from regular people about the afterlife. Here's the next one. This is from Jacqueline. When my aunt was dying, we were told that as she took her last breath, she sat up and held out her arms with a big smile on her face and just said one word, Joe. Josephine was the name of her daughter, my cousin, 
who had died a few years earlier. My aunt always called her Joe. And from TJ, having died myself when I was 21 after my colon ruptured and being a healthcare worker for the past 14 years, I can promise you that those we love come to collect us. My grandpa came for me. I was on the operating room table, looked up, and there he was at the foot of my bed. He gently touched my foot, and in an instant, we were surrounded by this indescribable white light, filled with the most wonderful emotion you could possibly imagine. We embraced for what felt like an eternity, and all the physical agony I was in was gone. But then he looked at me and told me I can't stay, that I still had too much work to do on earth. And suddenly, I started falling backwards, and I was screaming because I did not want to go back. I never felt such beautiful love, peace, and pure joy. But you know, it's not up to us. I'm now 48 years old, yet that memory remains as fresh as the moment it happened. I don't care if others believe me or not. I know what I experienced was real, and it gave me a new appreciation for death, as now I know it is not an ending, merely a transition to the next life that awaits us, and it is all really true. I love hearing these near-death experience stories, and one thing they all say is it's more vivid than any memory that they have. Could you imagine? And they all feel this indescribable love. And for the rest of their lives, they do not fear death. All right, here's the next one. This is from Carol. I was a hospice nurse in a facility, and one weekend I had two separate patients at opposite ends of the facility who were both going to pass on. And both of them said they saw a big ship with streamers and people waving to them. I got asked by both, do you see the ship? They were both waving. Both ladies died within several hours of each other. And the amazing thing is that they had the same experience, but they didn't know each other and they didn't know what the other had seen. I love that. This is from Shannon. My husband had stage four rectal cancer. He fought his battle for two years. His last few days were very difficult for all of us. Hospice had a bed set up in our family room, close to the kitchen and downstairs bathroom. The day before he died, I asked him, what are we going to do today? He responded, I'm going to die. I'm sorry. It completely broke my heart. The next 18 hours were the hardest thing I have ever lived through. He was speaking gibberish. He was gasping for air. He was sweating profusely. He kept thrashing around in the bed. I was alone with him, and at that moment, I was beside myself. I started to sob. In that moment, he stopped, looked me in my eyes, and with total clarity said, Don't panic. My dad is here. I took a deep breath and tried to get myself together. I did the hardest thing I ever had to do. I told him, It's okay to let go. I understand you have to go. If your dad is here, that's great, and it's okay to go with him. He died shortly thereafter. And this is from James. When my grandpa died at 80, a big smile came upon his face. 
and all he could talk about is how beautiful the music was. He passed away with a big smile on his face. And from Glenn, I watched my mother as she was close to death. She was talking to people on the other side. I sat on the bed next to her, and she kept saying, baby, baby, to me. I went and I got my son, who at the time was a baby, and brought him to her. She looked confused and pointed and said, baby. And then she looked like she was trying to hand me one. So even though I couldn't see it and there was nothing in her arms, I took the invisible baby. She smiled and went back to sleep. It hit me later that she was handing me the baby my wife and I lost before our second son was born. She passed away shortly thereafter, and I still get choked up just thinking about that. So someday I will meet the baby who got its wings before we could see him or her. And from Lisa, I used to be a CNA. Late one evening, one of my widowed female residents was especially happy and animated and refused to go to bed. At one point, I asked her what she was doing out of bed, and she told me she had to pack because her husband was there and she had to leave with him. The next afternoon when I got to work, I had found out she had passed away overnight. And this is from Wade. My great aunt died before I was born of heart failure. She died once and the doctors were able to bring her back. She got upset with them and asked why they brought her back. She said they should have let her go because she had been walking through the most beautiful valley. And in the center where she walked was a field covered with the prettiest flowers she'd ever seen. And this person didn't leave their name, but she says, I'd like to share. My mom died in 1980 at the age of 46. I was 17. Several days before, she began to sleep longer and longer till finally they told us she was in a coma. Right before this, she had had a stroke a week prior, and speech was so difficult and frustrating for her. She would just struggle so hard to try to tell us anything. The day that she died, family would come in and out of her room. Except for me, I stayed by her side. Out of the blue, she woke up, and I mean wide awake, Even though she couldn't talk prior, she looked at me and just as clear as a bell, she said, Sharon, I want you to know, honey, that I've talked with the Lord and everything's going to be just fine. I had so much to say and I wasn't ready for my mama to die. So much I wanted to tell her, but she just looked at me and smiled and literally within two seconds, her eyes closed and she went. What a gift that was for me, that she met Jesus, and he said everything was going to be just fine. From Helene, six months after my mom died, I heard her say to me, hi, sweetheart, which is what she always said to me on the phone. She sounded so happy. I never heard from her again, but that was enough to let me know that she lives on in some form, and she went to heaven. From Maggie, My father had cancer. A bleeding ulcer ended his life. The day before he died, I sat at his bedside. He was looking toward the door. It's beautiful, he said. Can't you see that? And he looked so happy. 
A priest came in to administer last rites. He looked at him and said, oh, thank you, thank you, just like he'd been cleared for takeoff. He was 64. From Minerva, my husband passed away July 10th, 2015, and he was smiling the whole week before dying. And he was looking upwards all the time. And upon asking him who he was smiling to, he answered, all my loved ones are here. My husband turned his head and started to count down the years of his life. And when he got to one, he was gone. It truly was a beautiful sight to see. And this is from someone named Dr. Jones. When my mom died, she was in a hospital. She died around two in the morning on a Saturday. The doctor called us to let us know. Later, our house got really cold, even though we had the heaters on full blast. The morning of her funeral, three days later, I was playing cards with my sisters to pass the time. All of a sudden, we were engulfed with a flowery scent. We stopped playing cards because of the scent. Right away, we knew it was my mom saying goodbye to us. It didn't make it easier for me. I did collapse at my mom's funeral. Her death affected me greatly. But for a while, she appeared in my dreams, looking young again, including the last one where she told me she got into heaven through the back door. I was relieved to hear that. I know it sounds a bit crazy, but I believe heaven is for real and God is for real and exists. This is from Joy. The last week when my mom was dying at my home, she kept asking the hospice people to get her best clothes out so she could decide what to wear. She insisted on a slip, nice underwear, and everything. Of course, she was bedfast and always wore gowns and robes, etc. After a while, they got tired and tried to redirect her. But she would insist and say over and over, Don't you understand? My dad is coming to get me soon. I need to be dressed nicely. My friend's wife was sick with cancer. In the wee hours of the morning, this lady who couldn't walk and could barely feed herself started flailing her arms around, waking her husband. He asked her what she was doing. She shouted, don't you see them? Look at all the angels. They're everywhere and they're so beautiful. There are so many of them. Then she looked like she was extending her arms to them. She laid down and passed away at that very moment. And a story from Melena. When my grandmother was dying last September, she mentioned seeing a little boy at the doorway. I asked her who he was, and she said it was her little brother who died in 1933. He had only been four years old. She would ask my sisters and I to give him a glass of milk and sing him a song. So we did. The night she passed, she kept mentioning that Tony was in the room. We're going to go into our break, and when we come back, we'll have some more stories. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Network. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I am sharing more stories. Before I tell the next one, I just want to share with you, when my dad died, it was pretty horrific. He had cancer, and it was awful. I wish he had seen someone come into the room and had a big smile on his face like some of these stories, but he was in so much pain from cancer that he really was drugged up. At his funeral, I was somewhat numb. But his funeral took place about a month and a half, actually, after he died. He had been cremated six weeks earlier, but that date was the only date that everyone could be together. And in the church, I looked at the end of the row I was sitting in, and there was my dad, clear as clear could be, standing there in a suit and smiling. And I was numb because it was a really painful time for me. But there was just this reassurance that he's not gone because he's right there. I mean, it was so clear, more clear than any dream that I've had. He was right there. And then I just want to tell you another story. I had a friend whose husband had passed. And the day before, this man's own father had passed. So they had a double funeral. As I was sitting in the church, there were the two cremation urns. As the priest was talking, I saw my friend's husband, Andy, kind of like, not a ghost, but I mean, it was like him. But I never knew Andy as a young man. And what I saw was a young version of Andy. And next to Andy was another man. Now, again, I'm seeing these through my mind's eye, but I could see this other man so clearly. And when we went into the other room for the celebration of life, the pictures 
were up of Andy and his father. The man that I had seen in my mind's eye was the same man that was in those pictures. I've got goosebumps just telling you this story right now. What a confirmation that he was there. But he died as an old man. And what I saw in my mind's eye was the younger version of him. Pretty cool, huh? (laughs) Let's go with some more stories now. This is from Hospice Nurse Charlotte. I have been a nurse for 22 years, mostly at nursing homes. I have had the profound privilege to be by the side of many people as they take their last breaths. I have no doubt that there is a place that our souls go because I have witnessed so many loved ones coming for them throughout the years. I always did my best to give whatever kind of comfort I could And I hope someone will do the same for me when it's my time to go. And this lady said, When one of my great aunts died, all of the family members were in the room. And one of her daughters, who is a nun, told us at the funeral luncheon that my great aunt was seeing all the relatives that had died before her, including one of my mom's little brothers who had died months before. And she was saying their names out loud as each one of them came near to her. Just her saying their names made me cry. From Nuna, I was told my grandfather, who was really not responding to anyone, sat up in the last moment and said, It is so very beautiful. He laid back down and passed with a wonderful smile on his face just moments later. My husband's grandmother was dying in the hospital, and we got the call to go there right away. I sat next to her and held her hand. I could tell she wanted to speak out and couldn't, and I told her it's okay, and she relaxed. Then she looked up at someone or something, and her eyes were wide open and fixated. She saw someone, and the expression on her face was like she was in awe of whomever it was. I will never forget that happy look on her face. She passed about 10 minutes later. Alina said, I had no clue about these experiences until my father died. Boy, was he talking to and seeing so many deceased people before he died. Some people I didn't even know were in our family until I saw their names on ancestry lists years after he passed. When I saw their names, those people he was talking to had died 50 years or more before. And from this lady, my dad waved as he was passing. He also told us he was counting the angels in the air. Beautiful. And from Kaja, When my grandma was on her last few days, my mom was the caretaker. She said my grandmother kept repeating, pack my bags, they're here to get me, I have to go. She kept saying this for two or three days. My mom finally grabbed a random bag and put in some clothes and gave it to her. She passed later that night. Alan said, my dad was in real bad health and couldn't talk. He was in hospice. The night he died, he opened his eyes wide and took a deep breath and smiled and looked at us and said, it's so good to be home. And then he passed. You know, I was just talking to someone today about something called terminal lucidity. And it can happen with people just before they pass away. It can happen with 
Alzheimer's and dementia patients, even ones that don't have much brain function, something can kick in that gives them this lucidity, this clarity. They can speak again. They can open their eyes. They can see loved ones and they're excited. And there really is no explanation for it. But I find it fascinating. Here's another story. My grandmother had cancer. She died at home in her own bed, surrounded by family. My sisters and my father were there with her too. She said to my sisters, your mother's here. As she sat up talking to them and to my mother and grandfather, who had both died several years before, she spoke to these dead people as naturally and as casually as she did to everyone who was there in the flesh. She also became more energetic than she'd been in a long, long time. My sister said that she sat on the edge of the bed, swinging her legs like she was a little girl again, and she talked to them and to the people that only she could see. She was completely lucid and fully conscious. She wasn't having some kind of euphoric brain death episode that doctors and cold-hearted, cynical types try to reduce this experience to. She was existing in two realms. She'd always expressed fear of dying prior to this, but as she sat in the room in her final hours, she seemed so calm, happy, and unafraid, comforted by the living, both seen and unseen. I love that because we really don't die, do we? Oh, goosebumps again. Okay, here's another. And this one is from Al. I've had stories like this in my own personal life. One that really struck me was of a co-worker's young daughter who was very ill from birth, but lived only until her ninth birthday. An elderly woman who lived down the block from them was a longtime friend of this little girl. She watched her on occasion, and apparently the girl had a fondness for this woman. When the news of her death came to the elderly neighbor, it was too much for her to bear, and she couldn't bring herself to attend the wake or funeral. The elderly woman confessed a story to the father long after the girl's funeral, which floored the father. She admitted to him that she was sitting in her living room, feeling very sad, and she looked over her shoulder towards the door, and she spotted the little girl in a white and lemon yellow lace dress. She was smiling, and she was telling the woman not to cry, that she will be okay and happy, and that she would see her again. The girl stood in the archway of the hall, turned, and walked to the door. The woman jumped up and headed for the door that was still double-locked. The father cried and admitted to this elderly woman that that white and lemon yellow lace dress was the dress the girl was buried in. The woman described everything she wore down to the shoes. The details were spot on. And from Don, my dad passed two months ago, and I know he's up in heaven for being such a good man. But on his last few days, he kept reaching towards the ceiling with a big smile as if he was reaching for someone. I miss you and love you, Pops. And from Jay, the day Mama died, I was the only person with her. It was obvious that she was passing, 
and she and I had a wonderful talk. I was sitting on the left-hand side of her bed when suddenly she sat up and extended her arms in front of her with the most beautiful smile on her face. She was reaching out to someone at the foot of her bed. And while I could see nothing, I knew exactly what she was doing. Glorious is the only word I can think of. I said nothing as she did this, and she laid down on her bed and passed within 15 minutes. And from Susan, I was visiting a dear friend two days before he died, and he did exactly what most of these people are talking about. He was reaching up, pulling himself up, reaching for someone with the most joy-filled expression on his face. It was amazing. He was a happy person, and I hadn't seen him smile like this for years. But he had a beautiful, beaming, radiant smile just before he passed. And Mark says, My wife had hospice care at the end of her life. She saw two huge angels. They were so big, they couldn't even walk through the doorway into our house. She got mad at me because I couldn't see them. Our hospice nurse said my wife's experience was accurate and by all accounts, real. My wife was just 47 years old at the time. I know she's at peace with the angels. You know, by the way this episode is making me feel, I can tell this is going to be one of many, many with more stories from people. I hope you're enjoying it. And I said earlier that my dad didn't see anybody before he passed. But you know what? I didn't see him see anybody. I think everyone has people greeting them and taking them home. Well, let's go into our last break, shall we? And we'll be back with more, of course. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity. For yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are sharing more stories. Now, it is a hint for you to go to YouTube, type in near-death experiences, check out some of the videos, but read the comments just below. They are incredible. This lady here named Tammy said, just under one video, she said, I've already spent two hours here reading the comments. Thank you all for sharing such beautiful stories. We hear these stories of famous authors and speakers that have these great experiences. And you think, well, how many normal people have them? The truth is, tons of people have them. My own uncle looked into heaven before he died. My grandmother had stories. My grandfather had stories. These are very common. In fact, I don't know about the people in your life, but if you even say something like, oh, I just saw this really interesting YouTube video about somebody who had a near-death experience, or say, I saw a video about these hospice workers who were with people just before they pass, and so many times people are talking about people in the room, invisible to everyone except for the person dying, and they reach out. So just kind of use that as bait. I bet you anything people will say, oh, I heard this story. Oh, I heard that story. You know, most people, myself included, we care about what people think about us. So it's hard to share that we believe in the afterlife or that we've had some incredible experiences. So it takes somebody kind of to get the ball rolling. And that person can be you. Don't ever be pushy, okay? It gets ugly when we push things on people. So let's continue. This story is from Pam. Just before my grandfather passed, he saw a beautiful place and was describing all the people he saw. He saw a friend who had been killed by a car. He wasn't told that she had died because he was so close to death. With a smile on his face, he says, Lulu, what are you doing here? I've heard that many times that people don't know that someone has died and they're the ones right there to greet them. Pretty cool. Emily says, my daughter died March 29th. A few hours before her death, she told me granny and granddaddy told her to come to their house where she was so happy as a child. She mentioned Pittsburgh, where their family home was when she was little. I believe they were telling her they were waiting for her and to come with them to heaven. After all, they were her closest relatives who had died. They loved her and she loved them. This is the only comfort I get from her death, knowing that they are together. And this is from Nemi. Four years ago, my grandfather was at home and had just finished eating his lunch. He'd been shopping that morning. It was a typical day. My grandmother went into the kitchen to make them both a cup of tea when she suddenly heard him talking to someone. She wondered who on earth he was talking to, as she hadn't heard the phone ring, and he barely ever called anyone himself anyway. She finally realized to her shock that he was talking to his beloved dog, Barney, who had died some 10 years previously. She distinctively heard my grandfather say, what's that? You want me to come with you? Then she heard a terrible gurgling sound, ran into the sitting room and found my grandfather dead. 
A major artery in his heart had torn and he just died instantly. It's not like he was on medication or suffering from a terminal illness. He had just had his lunch, saw his much-loved dog, and left with him. Simple as that. This is from Tessa. My father, laying at his deathbed in the hospital, had become completely silent and unreachable because of his cancer metastasized all over his body and brain. I was standing across the room by the window, looking at him, when he opened his eyes wide, looked over my right shoulder, and exclaimed, Oh, hello, mother, with a smile on his face. I asked him what he saw, and he just looked at me, closed his eyes, and passed away. It was the most amazing moment in my life. This lady comments about hospice. She says, I volunteered with hospice after my husband died. It was the best seven and a half years I've ever had in my life. I loved our families and nurses. Check out hospice. I know for myself, when it's time for me to go, that's where I want to be. Really great people. And yes, there's tears, of course, but you get so much validation that loved ones are there to greet the people and that we live on. Laverne says, I'm a retired hospice nurse, and the most profound experience I had was with my own mother. She was transitioning and had been comatose for days, totally non-responsive. My daughter and I were sitting with her, and suddenly she opened her eyes up wide, and she said, ah, and stared up in the air. My daughter said, mom, she's seeing someone, and then moments later she passed. Deborah says, my grandmother kept telling us that she had to go. She would say this as if she was in a rush and she was in a line. She told us that she was on a staircase and in line to go up. And as she got closer to the gate of heaven, she began to tell us the names of her parents, grandparents, and my grandfather. Shortly after that, she passed. Susie said, me and my sister went to the hospital every day for two and a half months until her mother died. The last two weeks before she died, she kept asking who the handsome man was standing beside us. We told her there was no one there. And she says, yes, he's there. He's standing right next to you. Then shortly after she passed, me and my sister figured it was a handsome angel. And from Fred, my father was close to death. And the same day he died, he had seen his mother and father and all of his siblings sitting at the bottom of the bed. Of course, they were all dead, and they told him they were there to get him. This one is from Lena. I spent the night sleeping in a recliner next to my grandma holding her hand before she died. I thought she was sleeping, but she kept saying, I have to go. I have to get on that train. I said to her, what train, Grandma? And she said, I have to get on that train with Dad and Jesus. But I'm not ready to let you go, I said. She squeezed my hand and said, you will be okay. After she passed, I know that she got on that train. And Reuben says, thank you for sharing these beautiful stories with the world. My grandmother had the same experiences. Three days before she died, she began to tell us that she saw my grandfather, her children, and her friends who had passed away. I had had my doubt, but after hearing her stories and these, I am convinced. We go on. Robin said, My grandmother told the lady in her nursing home room that her mama was there to get her. 
She smiled, she reached up, and moments later, she passed away. Rosemary says, On September 5th, 2018, I died following a minor surgical procedure due to a massive blood loss, and my heart then stopped. I floated out of my body, and I was accompanied by a powerful spiritual presence. The peace I felt passes all understanding and words and explanation. I was told that it wasn't my time. I was clinically dead for more than 10 minutes. Even now, when I think about that experience, I weep tears of joy. I am not afraid of dying. It was perfectly beautiful and beautifully perfect. Connie says, My brother Gary suddenly sat up out of his hospital bed, looked up, and stretched out his arms to the sky. Then, in a slow motion, with a smile on his face, he laid back down on the bed and passed away. It was beautiful. This is from Elizabeth. My best friend's grandma in her 80s was in the hospital dying. Her almost three-year-old little boy, CJ, was especially close to his great-grandma and asked to see her so he could say goodbye. They arrived, and my friend was standing near the foot of the bed. CJ was close to his great-grandma. All of a sudden, CJ lit up, turned around to his mom, and said in an excited voice, with his arms pointing upwards, Look at all the angels, Mommy! They are beautiful! He described the angels as bright white and fluffy with big wings all around the head of great-grandma's bed watching her. Tears streamed down my face as CJ told her what he was seeing. She did not see the angels, but had no doubt that this little boy did. CJ is now 23 years old and doesn't recall the experience. Isn't that always the case? We hear these wonderful stories of what kids see and experience, but then they grow up and forget. So I believe that our minds are wide open when we're kids. They can see them. They say our pets can see them. And you know what? Someday we're going to see them. But for now, we have to trust that around us right now, we've got a huge cheering committee that love us and are cheering us on in this life. They are your loved ones. They are your loved ones that you've never even met, your ancestors and guides, and probably so much more. Even little Fido and little cat Fluffy are probably right there by your legs. So we're going to close out this episode. I do hope you've enjoyed it. I just wanted to tell you stories. And you know what? As much as they might have helped heal your heart, They gave me hope and comfort too. Here's one last one. My mother-in-law was near death and we all knew it. Suddenly, she started talking to her father and uncle, who were long deceased. She was saying, I'm trying to get out of this body. Apparently, they started leaving, so she called out, wait, wait, I'll be right with you as soon as I can figure out how to get out of this body. She was dead in less than a minute. I really hope you enjoyed these stories as much as I did. So with that, I do hope you come visit us. WeDon'tDie.com is the home base. If you have a story you'd like to share, I'd love to hear it. Just write me at SandraChamplain at gmail.com. A big warm thank you for listening to 
Shades of the Afterlife, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.